Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Houston Boy G Squiz. I just really held that. I, I just, I, that just came out naturally. Micah, how we doing, broski? Good. <laughs> broski, how we doing, broski? Broski. <laughs> how we doing, broski? Hey, broski. Broski. Dude, uh, big, quick shout out here at the beginning. Micah with a huge dub last week. This, cut, this uh, past thanks, week. Joe. A huge dub. So Watch nice the highlights after. In Who'd the you beat? Metrics. Who'd you beat? We beat Xavier Che. I don't know if Ooh, you. Ooh. Of course. Yeah. You, know them. you do? Of course. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, fall, I actually fall the pole sleep. I'm I, all right. That actually, this sounded really jokingly, but I actually do. I actually really, do. that's that's okay. Besides yours truly, who's your favorite team? Mm, Discrepancy. I don't know. Definitely Kaviche. Discrepancy. Discrepancy or Warsaw. I like, but they, but I, I really. Like, yeah, I like the liberos on both those guys, those teams. Warsaw. Oh man, the libero for Warsaw is hilarious. Like, he ah! talks so much, man. Oh, I love it. He talks so much, but like in a f- super funny way, like not aggressively at all, but just like the whole time he's joking. That's it's good. pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty, he's pretty good. Dude, that's what I, I miss that personally. I used to be the guy laughing and joking around in practice, but it's just not the same like with like mine because they're all older and like I do it sometimes, but no one understands. No one's like laughing. I'm just laughing with myself and left. Yeah, it happens. The lonely life, the lonely life is an American libero in uh, overseas. Um, but this is not a solo dolo episode with the dolos. We're going to get the Renee the ref on here. Um, Marcellus. <laughs> with the dolos. The dolos. Uh, because we, we definitely want a different, exactly, we want a different perspective. And to keep your dolos clean, thank you, Joe. To keep the dolos, dolos clean. You know what we use? The lawnmower 4.0. Because our dolos <laughs> can't be clean. <laughs> oh, that was so perfect, Joe. Our dolos can't be clean without the lawnmower 4.0. You know, afterwards, hit it with a little, little ball perfume, a little ball deodorant, and bam, you're good to go for any late night activities. And any below the belt activity, you know what I'm going to say. Use Dr. Price electrolytes to keep you going, keep you running all night long. Out of some 20, 20% off. Yours truly, Renee the Ref. You can, you can handle the heat. Yeah. You can, you can handle the heat. We're now joined here by our favorite national slash international referee, as well as social media influencer, as well as owner of the pinkest whistle there is, Renee Marcellus. Renee, thank you so much for hopping on with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so honored, honored to be here. I love what you guys are doing. Yeah, this podcast is a big, we get like tens of viewers. (laughs) Huge deal. Hey, quick question. Well, first of all, we should, before we get in, because we, because Joe actually bring this up. He's like, okay, we've had a lot of people on, but we've never really had um, an actual, like, we've had, like, a lot of people, we try and get different people's opinions on this, on this podcast, but one person we've never got the opinion of, and, you know, not that we bash referees or anything like that, but we never got the side of a referee before, and you being our favorite referee for the young, for, for such a young age, <coughs> decided, like, there's no better person to have than Renee on the podcast, but really... Well, thank you. But uh, I remember the first time. I'm trying to think, the first time we we met. I think I was like twelve or thirteen. You refed one of our games. Then you gave a guy a yellow card, a ref a yellow card, because he was like, I just remember he was a no nonsense. He don't talk up to Renee, and obviously the pink whistle. That's how I kind of remember remember you, um, Michael. What about you? When's, when's the first time you met Renee? Oh, that's a really good question. I think not until college, maybe. I think it was in the Wooden Center. Yeah. I think yeah. probably the Wooden Center, just because we didn't go, we we played twice a year, 
That's true. Like we didn't That's have true. tournaments that you guys did power week or whatever. League. Power league. Power, power league. league. Like we're the only 12 and unders boys team. <laughs> That's true. So. That's a good point. So what, one thing that the Addison boys we love to do is we love to just not call anything. And it comes to any sport. When it comes to grass, beach, basketball, football. That, yeah. Exactly. Let the players play kind of thing. And as a referee, what's your take on do you like to be very strict? Do you like to play? let them play? And what is your theory behind all that? Let them play as much as possible. Oh, my gosh, as much as possible. I'm here to facilitate. You serve, you serve. Can't do that. Game's over. Like, that's it. That is the extent of my responsibilities. Like, hospitable environment, no shit-talking. Am I allowed to press right. on this shit? Oh, yeah. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Gage, no. Gage is pretty bad at that. No, no. I've been better. I want to let you play as much as possible. There are my great mentors. I'm a new, I'm an up-and-comer. I feel so new to this. I mean, even though I've been doing it for a while now, I'm still learning constantly. And the people I love to learn from who are liked and well-respected, let y'all play. So I want to let y'all play because I want to be liked and well-respected. Right. So I let you play as much as possible. So I think like the theory behind that, especially to like, what can my whistle do to end the play? Non-simultaneous time talk, right? You guys have hands. You guys hate when I do this. If it stays on your side and your athlete has to deal with that, I'm not calling that. I'm not going to like penalize your team for your crummy play. No, but if you send it over and they have to deal with your crummy play, no, we're not, we're not allowing that. And that's actually a rule under review right now. So you know how first contact is no non-simultaneous. Like I can't call this on first contact. Right. Mm-hmm. It is being considered an under review. No. This never be called. Oh, really? Okay, for double, see, I always thought like maybe the double contact rule is literally meant so that I can't set myself because volleyball is a game of you can't touch it twice in a row. Sure. So I was always like, maybe this is like double contact rule should just be to like if I'm playing the ball to myself. If I play I like it, like I get it, you can't like play it and then play it a different time. But if I play it like in the same action, for me, it's like maybe that's not what the point of the rule is. The only time know. that that sort of interpretation could get murky is on the beach. A block touch is considered yeah. first, and then you are allowed to play it. So you can play it to yourself. So yeah. we, can, we can let you do that. Just go play on the sand, my good. Yeah, Wait. I guess so. The beach is – oh, no. we let everything go on the beach too. <laughs> we get, we're worse on the beach. <laughs> Dude, but that's a, all right. So, so one. I feel like wait. Is this elimination of the double rule also in for beach? Because I know there's huge sticklers. What are the worst players or the mid range players? South I was like, Carolina. Oh, oh my god, we we had a, we had run ins in South Carolina with like mid range semi pro kind of people who are like, oh, that's a double or some like like locals. So is this is this like elimination of the double rule also in terms of it's- beach or no? No, this rule survey okay. is applicable only to collegiate women's indoor. Okay. Oh, that's very specific. Very specific. Oh, there Why are not people, people, referees, people. Are we considered people? Um, <laughs> it's a very like dehumanizing position. Like you're, you get yelled at. Like, it's not a very humanizing job. You are a referee, not 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 Renee. Hey, do, what do you think? It's like ref, ref, ref. You're not a human. So. There are very specific jurisdictions and people who are very particular about the power and um, what they contribute to that jurisdiction. 
And so if I show up to a USA situation in a PABO, Professional Association of Volleyball Officials, sweater, I'm shunned because the USA people want to be USA and the PABO people want to be PABO. And I'm not allowed to call PABO Pavo because Pavo means Turkey in Spanish and that's offensive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the organization is named what it is. So it's just like this, you know, really like coupon clipping, amazing community that <laughs> like, takes a lot of pride in everything they do. And I'm, I lo- I'm, I'm a part of that coupon clipping community. It's just like maybe we can soften up around the edges a smidge and let them play more. So we'll, we'll see. It is not applicable to beach. That was a little tangent on no, it is not applicable to beach. Oh, the people, it, the beach community would go <laughs> oh. nuts if they didn't call them doubles. I mean, there's, I have a lot of questions. From I do too. I, that just there's opened so up many so questions many questions from... that I also have. I have so many just from that alone. For, I guess let's let's start with number one. I I know I sent you kind of some things that we want to talk about. What in your eyes, when a, when a ref leaves a game, what do you think like the people, how should they feel? About I think the job I wish ref. they don't remember us. Like the the sign of a great official is I don't know who ref. Like it's, it's not about us. Nobody's coming to buy a ticket to watch the referees ref. They're coming to watch the athletic ability and the stories and like the rivalries of the athletes. It's not about us whatsoever. So that's my answer. I hope that when I leave, no one remembers me. That is the greatest response because that's exactly how I feel. I think Gage feels. I don't know about Micah, but rest should not be. If they're remembered, it's not a good thing. (laughs) Right, because calls that you make that are right, people don't remember that as well. Because they're like, yeah, that was. So it means you're doing a really good job. The, The one thing I would say that's really always stuck out to me about a ref that makes me, I guess, appreciate slash respect them is consistency. Like I'm like number one thing. Number one, like just like set a standard, and whatever it is, whether we agree or disagree of how volleyball should be played, at least we can play under the same rules for an entire game. Both teams are gonna be called the same. All the actions, like if you have a standard of like really tight, that's fine. But you better stick to it. And if you call me on something, if I see something that should be called, you call it. You know what I mean? And like keep that standard. If you can keep something consistent you got my respect whether we agree or disagree on how loose it or tight it should be called so that would be my answer as well just managing expectations yeah consistency is the the one buzzword not one but the major tier one feedback from coaches to officials is we just want consistency be consistently amazing be consistently terrible yeah (laughs) because then we can play around it like if i know like a ref is going to call everything like at least we can have a set of rules to go. Someone explained it to me when I was coming up as when you go to school, you have different teachers in different classrooms and you know like what you can get away with with, with certain teachers. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, like this teacher, like you better not be chewing gum in their classroom or this teacher, like, oh, like it doesn't matter. And you know that in going into different classrooms, you know that when a different referee shows up to that court, you know what to expect on that court. Totally. Court. Of course, we, we, we official cadre aspire to be similar so like a certain conference of the mpsf with the big west or the adp expects a certain you know this is our classroom right situation this is what you can expect from us and so that kind of really stuck with me um even though i didn't go to school i was homeschooled that's such a good analogy yeah that makes a ton of sense to me 
I think that's like, yeah, that sums up a lot of what refing should be. What per, what percentage of refs that you know have an ego issue? Mm-hmm. Too high of an ego. Like if you were to put a number on refs Can that you, you know. When you say ego, what do you mean by that? So I'm talking about the ref that takes offense to anybody like questioning their call. Or for example, we're going to get into this specifically the replay system I was talking about earlier with the boys, how some refs are offended almost when the replay system corrects them or that they get questioned. Like they take offense to everything rather than if somebody comes and asks you a question, I feel like an explanation isn't too much to ask for. I, don't, they, I, I always feel like the, the refs who take offense to things have too much of an ego issue. It's like, it's not, it's not an ego issue. Like people are just want to know exactly why something was called. So that way they don't do it again in the future. I don't know if that explains why, but, or I think, do you, do you have anybody in mind where you're like, all right, that person needs to like tone it down a little bit. Like, have you run into those types of refs or would you say that that's doesn't exist? I'm, in the I'm sure world? that we've all, um, with our different experiences around the world have had the opportunity to encounter several different egos and, and personalities um as an official we don't really call people out ever so no i don't have one specific person in mind and there's tons of stories and we don't throw anybody under the bus uh, there's there's plenty of times i mean i think what you referenced can be unpacked even further of uh, when you said when they're questioned okay well how are we how are you questioning them are you saying, are you asking a good enough question? Are you just asking the referee? Are you sure? That is are you sure? Hated question. Like, yes. Did you hear my whistle? That was me being sure. Of what that's called. <laughs> what I'm are sure. your, what are your pet peeves? Cause I feel like we have things that are our pet peeves and like, but that's kind of like a, such a one-sided story. What is like, as your, as a ref, like what are the things that you hate? Like, what are the things that you, you like look out for? You know, I don't know if there's a whole lot that I hate. I think in, in life and in sports and everything, you find what you look for. I'm a very fast, helpful kind of person. So there's not really much that I hate. Um, I don't appreciate being asked questions that are like just one-sided, like, are you sure? If a captain comes over and asks, are you sure? Yes, I am. Yeah. Like that is just like a dumb question. I don't appreciate dumb questions. Like you can ask, you can ask a better question. I, I don't really believe in better or worse, just different. You know, like two plus two is four, so as one plus three, they both got to four, who's to say which is better or worse. But there are different questions that can be asked by y'all, by the captains, that can lead to less frustration. Or maybe, um, Joe, you are looking for an explanation in a non-offensive way. I don't think you're going up to the official trying to offend them. I think you're going up there inquiring for an answer. And if you can ask them a question that seeks understanding, rather than implication or challenging their judgment or questioning their integrity, then we can all get to that goal sooner. Because the good referee, go back to the ego situation, the, the great, the good, great referees want to get it right. Ultimately, you want to get it right and are not, um, not afraid to be wrong. Like, I love the challenge system because it gives us all an opportunity to to live in this and exist in this high integrity environment. If I say tweet net on you and you say, no, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And like, let's see, let's see. I think you did. You think you did it. I'm right. Hey, you're wrong. And then it's just like, oh, you got me. Suck it. It's, yeah, it's cute. It's, it's, it's like, huh, yes, you did. It's not a gotcha. It's a, you got it right. 
you were in the net, you didn't feel it maybe. You have so many other things going on to, to worry about. You have to worry about this transition and then you're gonna set and this, that, and the other. My job is to touch the net or not. Like maybe we can like trust us a little bit. Like we are so hyper-focused, like let us call the nets. We were worrying about so many other things. So I love the, um, what's the word that starts with an A? Accountability. I love the accountability that the challenge system provides. Because it, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's heavy. So pet peeves, what don't I like? I, I don't like dumb questions. Like find a better way to ask. Like, hey, what did you see there? What, what, what did you see? I, don't ask me, are you sure? So what is a good way? <clears throat> yeah, what it, I guess that is a really good example of one for like people that are out there listening that are like, okay, how can I approach a ref in a way that I can actually get an answer? And one of them would be like, hey, what did you see there? I think that that's pretty, probably a pretty good way to phrase it, huh? Yeah, asking what I saw, depending on what I called. Um, I think some great players and new up and summer, Troy Field does a great job of interacting with officials. And if he disagrees, he says, I saw it different, I disagree, I respect your decision, he goes back into receipt. What else are you gonna do? I'm not gonna change my mind. I'm not right. gonna say, hey, I hear you and I think you're right. You know what, tweet, tweet, let's go with what Troy says. No, like that's not gonna happen. So accepting the bad calls, but you also get to form an opinion and build a rapport where I'm going to give a respectful player more leniency. This is not rather of a law, but it's you know the art of in battle. I'm gonna give a super kind captain a little bit more consideration to ask me a question, whether whether it's hey, what did you see or you know, we, we get to figure out a lot, of, you know, and that's okay. That's a respectful disagreement. Like, okay, like, I hear you. Move on. You have to. The finger wag. The, the finger wag. The dread that's is common over. That's common over. Is it rude I've been on the other ask, end of that too much. Is it, is it rude to ask, um, ask a ref? I have a story because part of the thing over here overseas is they don't speak English most of the time. And so you can say a lot of stuff and they don't even know what you're saying. Um, but is it rude to ask? I had a I had a little dialogue with a ref that we he ended up reversing the call. Actually, I've never seen a ref in this situation do it. Um, is it rude to ask them if did you did you ask your line judge like when they make a call and go to them? Did you ask your line judge? And they keep saying no. I asked them like seven times, and he like didn't speak. I'm like, please go ask the line judge. Yeah. And he had, finally he did change the call. They like they no, both said we didn't wow. see a touch. I'd never seen that. I have the opposite story that's terrible. <laughs> Renee, did you want to jump in? I cut, I might have cut you off. I thought I no, should. No, give us the other story. Show us the other side. Okay. 18's year club. Our first wow. loss. Deep childhood trauma. Oh, it was our, out. it's our first loss ever at, at Junior Olympics or whatever it's called, Nationals as a team. And this ref, both line judges called touch. It's in the third set. She calls it out and, and we're like, please ask, ask like both of them. They both called touch. And she's like, nope, I saw it out. Nope, I saw it out. Kept saying that. Comes up to us after, after the game. Comes up to my dad's like, hey, sorry, like it was a touch, but in the moment I just like, I have to stick with my call. And my, and my dad's like, well, and she's like, but hey, like you'll get the next one. My dad's like, no, no. My, my dad's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's this team's first loss. 
And she's like, well, like, it's a long tournament. And he's like, no, like, ever. <laughs> and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And, like, you got you to gotta know that, like, you have to put your ego aside and, like, make the right call. Because you, you never know what actually is at stake in these people. Like, it's not less, it's more important than what you're talking, what your little job is. And then she's like, oh, I'm so, and she was, like, on the verge of tears. She's like, I'm so sorry. As you should be. <laughs> But I'm like, dude, ask your freaking, we all were like, just ask them, both of them, not even just one, both of them call touch and you're not going to even ask. Uh-oh. You're just going to just sit there and be like, nope, I'm more right than ever. Like, maybe you didn't see it. Oh, uh, that's yeah, the worst we, call I've ever ha- experienced in my life. Then you're fortunate. If that's the worst <laughs> call you've ever had. Or the most traumatic. By well, far sure the most true. There's some phenomenal sports psychologists available for you to help work through that. As you progress. <laughs> but is it rude to ask them, like, go, go, like, tell them to go ask the line judge? Do refs get offended by that? Is that something like? Um, no, it, we shouldn't. Because sometimes I don't see. Sometimes I don't see what the line judge calls, and I just, maybe I'm out to lunch. Maybe I just forgot to do my scan. So um, it's called a scan and center. So as soon as I tweet, you know, code to say code the whistle. I'm the whistle, so I have to tweet. As soon as it's over, gather my information from my scan, send her back with my R2. We got this, we got this, fantastic. We're, we're together. They have a touch, we're good. Um, and I'll, I'll pre-match with my line judges. It's very it's very normal, it's not a me thing. It's a, it's a we, this is what we do. Hey, if, if I go scan and I, for some reason, go, if, if I have something different, I'm going to clearly say, tweet, tweet, I have this. And that is against their call. And if I go against what you have without me going tweet, tweet, it's different. That means I messed up and come back up with it, please. So like, hey, 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 sorry. Hey, like, you can see me. So like, that's our high level pre-match. And that doesn't often happen, especially in the juniors 18s level. It's it's kids, it's the third seed repping, you know, like, you know, that's like, that doesn't often happen. But the higher levels, that's the pre-match, that's the expectation. So during your matches, it, it's normal in theory, for that pre-match to happen. So I think it's super respectful, like, hey, referee, you might have missed the line judge's signal. Can we call them over to get it right? So if you position it as a, hey, can we call it over and make sure that we have all the information? Instead of referee, you're wrong, they're right, get them over so I can win the point. It's just like a repositioning. You're not challenging their integrity. Hey, there's more information. Let's find out. Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's get this right. I think. um, Yeah. To be honest, being in Europe, I've gotten like, there's our league has to have the worst refs in the world. I'm like, (laughs) I'm not, I can't, the worst refs in the world. And I am, I was raised by my dad as a coach. Like, he was coaching us, like, be very respectful. Like, if we ever got carded, we get pulled. Like, our, as he got carded all the time. But players were not allowed to get carded. And so I was raised that way. But here in, the longer I played over here, the more, like, I, the refs mess up so many big calls, like, obvious stuff that I get so, fr- and so, this one time, I was, like, super aggressive at the ref, and he was not happy, he was close to, like, I could see he was, like, close to carding me, but I'm, like, just ask your down refs, everybody saw the exact same, you're the only guy who saw this, and he, he's, like, oh, your middle touched it, the ball went inside or outside on a triple block, he's, like, no, your middle touched it, <laughs> and we're all, like, it didn't even go <laughs> close to our middle, so that stuff gets re- like Mike was talking about because as athletes, 
we're over here living in Europe, away from our friends, our family, for most part. And these guys, like, they, they act like they don't care. Most of these refs over here, I don't know how it is in other countries, but I know in Germany they're, like, part-time refs, and so they have other jobs. They don't care so much. But for us, it's like this is a matter of, like, some guys are getting more money because they're winning some matches. Some guys, like, all these things <clears throat> happen, and it's frustrating when it seems like the ref just doesn't, seem like they're like that dialed in or that they're not they they care more about their ego than getting to call right sometimes and so that's frustrating i have to ask you thoughts on the like overall consensus from the refing community on the replay system on crs yeah mm-hmm. overall consensus two huge thumbs up massive okay massive improvement to the sport um it's that the, the high integrity situation, the accountability, the let's get it right. This helps us get it right. It's fantastic. I had a challenge last night. Did you guys watch um, Mason's match last night? It was like a 4 a.m. Is that an ungodly <laughs> hour? <laughs> yeah. Um, what time is it right now for everybody? 10.45 p.m. Okay. 10, just about 10, yeah. Okay, cool. So this is, I think this challenge happened perfectly, just as the challenge system intended for it to be. Um, line from here to here, from left to right, my line is gonna get drilled. It's gonna get a concussion. Like he needs to, I mean, stand his ground and block or do something. He, he bails, bummer removed from him, all good, no big deal, it happens. Like it's the men's game. I've gotten a concussion from the men's game before as a line judge, like it happens. So he bails, calls it out and it's close. I say, tweet, tweet. I have so I overruled tweet tweet. I have it in. I took it. And this coach says, ah, challenge, I want it because of what the line judge called equals point. Okay, we challenge, we consult. I'm on headset, we're married to reviewing, balls on the line, balls in. Right. So tweet, challenge, boom, and okay, right. The call was right. We have two different conducting things. The right, the right team got the point. That's what matters. So happy that that coach had the opportunity to challenge. And what if we were wrong? Happy to be wrong. Happy to have the right team. That's all that matters. It's really all that matters. And it's so cool. Some of the some of the non-challengeable matches, like oh, remember that like 15, 13 in the second. Like let's go review that after and see if we got it right. Like there are officials who watch film on themselves. Like there are certain institutions that ask you. We get a protocol sheet that asks you like, hey, let us know if you want a copy, and they give us a DVD at the end of our match. So we can go watch it after. Like it's cool. Like there is a huge like have you guys. That's watch really film? cool. We watch film. We love knowing that. We love we love knowing that Joe's a high integrity guy. So if he says he touched it, we're taking that call. If he says it's out, it's out. Look at um what was Lupo? Lupo on the beach side. He forfeited a max point at a world tournament and got this the, the next day. He called the ball in. Nobody had it. There was no challenge. He called it. He lost the point. I think he lost it, but he might have walked and won the match. I'm doing a terrible job recounting this story. But a high-integrity athlete is so well-respected. The tournament committee gave him this, you know, honorable award and announcement in front of all the audience the next day. Like, it's it's really, really awesome to see high-integrity athletes. So high-five to your parents for raising you that way. I've, I still ref your parents' teams and, like, love Yeah, love well, my them. dad, refs hate my dad. I, I... <laughs> So many refs hate him. So many refs, maybe not hate him, but he he'll ride the refs. Some if they're really bad, oh my god, I'm like, holy. But I, I don't we know. gotta exit the bench now. We're yeah. like, I'm gonna step away from this situation. <laughs> the 
No, exactly. I, and, that, I, and that's awesome to hear. The, the integrity part, I don't know. It's such a balance. Like, <laughs> high level high level volleyball, I don't know. There, It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> the integrity aspect. Micah, would you call something on yourself, like a touch? It depends. I've always been like, <clears throat> um, if I think that's that we've been robbed of one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I think that everything's been officiated well and that like it's been all good, then I, I, I'll probably give it. But if I like, if I'm holding a grudge in, I'm, I'm not going to say it. Dude, like championship match. Very situational. My dad had also <laughs> called one championship match, I think in college or like an, of a really bad, a big match he, on a last point that he touched it. I think like it's, it's situational for me, which as bad as that is, even in practice, it's like that's that. life though. Even yeah, in yeah, practice, sure. when the for other sure. team like you, you hit it and you know it's a touch, and you guys like, you guys like no. I'm like I'm not gonna call a thing more. Wait. I'm not gonna help you guys out at all. <laughs> you want to try and pull that? Okay. That is how it is, especially like the close you are with that. If it's in practice, the close like for my brother and I, he, he won't call anything against me. Obviously, if I don't, maybe <laughs> if I don't know the guy, guy as well, okay, I'll call it. But Renee, what I find amusing for me is the challenge system is that when for me colleges or places that have no right or have even close to the technology to actually have a challenge like i remember northridge <laughs> god awful there there was like there was like they're like they have a challenge system there and it's like it's on the roof like you're looking <laughs> like down at them I'm like how the heck are they gonna try and call a touch right here exactly and and I, like the the, the team meetings like for example patrick will touch or used to touch a ball and come in he's like did you touch it and we're like and he's like oh yeah i touched it and we look at the screen and we're like ain't no way they're catching that boys we're good to go <laughs> so like what's it like working with like a just like are there schools you're like, oh man, this challenge? Because we, no matter where, if you have the challenge system, you get what, like two per game? Like, no matter what the technology, if it's allowed. I mean, what's it like working with that? Um, we're grateful to have it. The, the minimum requirement of technology available is one camera. If you have one camera, you can have a challenge system. <laughs> oh. Um, the challenge now for men's this year is you get three challenges. If you win it, you keep it. If you lose it, it goes. If you go to five, you get a plus one. Um, and I, I mean, I like it. I appreciate it. I appreciate the effort. I mean, right. it's it's effort. It's progression. I, if I have one camera and and someone gets a free timeout out of a challenge because they have a camera available that's inconclusive on the evidence, you got a free timeout. Good for you. The system was available for you to utilize. Right. Well, also, I feel like, so when you're going through and it's not the greatest challenge system, are you just taking that into account where like, you've got to be able to overturn a call, like really see something. And even like, if there is one camera, maybe there is one more call that like, is clearly in that somebody missed that you can correct. And that one call might be worth it. Yeah. One minute speed after talk. <coughs> I'm on like the tail end of whatever this is. No worries. Okay. You're good. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have this like super aggressive, raspy voice on, on the cast here. No, no, no. Nah, you're right. You're good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, one one call is worth it, in my opinion. One one call is is fully worth it. If I can get one call right, then it's worth it. Fully worth it. Right. Well, is there any fast. negative? Can you think of one negative thing to the challenge system? Ooh. Um,
it can slow down momentum. Yeah. But I also think it's kind of meant to be that way. Yeah. I mean, not, not meant to. That's not the intention of, of putting cameras on the court. Um, but it, if it's handled well, it's quick. Bing, bing, figure it out. Back to volleyball. Like, it's a super momentum-driven sport. And it can slow down the game, and that can, can change things. But so can media. If I have a media timeout 90 seconds at 15, as long as nobody's called one yet, that can also slow down the game. So it's just it's it's part of the game. It's, it's a different level. So that could be viewed negatively, but this is part of it. Yeah. I have a, I have a, another question. If the game is tight, does your leash get looser or tight or like, are you ever is your rule your rule, or is it like? Oh wow! Like it's twenty-five all. This is a really good rally. Like I don't want to call a double on that, but if it was like two-two and it was like not a long rally, I might call it. Is that okay. subjectiveness a thing or no? It is. It is. It's totally a thing, and it's slight. It's not like a two-two wobble. Oh, let me set my bar. No, it's like a hey, this is inconsequential. You need to know that I'm here and we're playing volleyball. And you gotta like keep it clean. And then a 24-24 situation, I'm not no, I'm not determining the outcome of that match. Right, right. I'm I'm letting the athletes determine the outcome of that match. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna let anybody leave if if I can help it, saying the ref robbed us, we lost because of the ref, the ref called this, even if it's wrong, because if I make that one call that determines a, a championship for situation, how many serves did you miss? How many footballs happen? How many yeah, chances? Yeah. How many mistakes do you guys make that aren't going to be remembered because it's part of the match when my mistakes are magnified because it's a rally ending situation and a point awarding and a podium? <laughs> that's such a, I mean, that's such a good point. It, it's the position that is just like held to the highest standard. Out of anyone on the court, like the ref has Trump. to be perfect because. If I miss a serve, it's part of it. But, like, the ref can't make a mistake because, I don't know. You guys are held to a really high standard, for sure. If you understand that we're not perfect and accept that we're not perfect, then we can all be happier. Right, right. We're, we're going to do our best. I mean, Joe, it seems like you feel that the people in your region currently are not doing their best. But maybe oh, they're they not. No. Maybe they are. <laughs> they're maybe. so no, bad. In France, too. They're France so also, they were not doing they just their don't best. Care. They're, they're some of the worst refs I've ever seen in my life. They don't care. They like they look like they don't they don't really care right. that much. Okay, so those are two different statements. They don't care oh. and they don't look like they care are very different statements. Because what if they totally super duper care and they're just not very good? Maybe they don't have the training and the resources available to be good enough, but they're giving their best. And that's all we can do is all we can do is give our best. And if their best is just like not very good, I'm so grateful they, they showed up and did their best. And they, what just, if, I feel like it's hard because <laughs> they're put in a super hard situation if they're not very good. And because for us, it's like, dude, this is so important. Yeah. Like, dude. and I get it if you're not very good. Like, that's com that is what it is. But like, it's a tough situation now for all of us because you're not very good. But are they consistently terrible? Consistently being the operative word here. So you no, know like they're they're Not so right. bad that they're inconsistently bad because they'll let things go and then they'll call it and then they'll let things go and then they'll call it. Where okay, so you guys are talking a lot about like lame refs you've experienced. Can you tell me about 
great experiences that you've had? You, when you rough the match, it's always oh, rough. Bingo. Correct yep. answer, Joe. I have two hypothetical situations I want you to tell me how you handle, all right? Yeah. Not hypothetical. These never happened, all right? <laughs> so okay. so uh, a ball is served at the end, uh, close to the end line. It's late in the set. The line judge calls in. The coach doesn't speak very good English <laughs> and doesn't speak German. And so he's just yelling, runs over to the line judge, grabs the hand. <laughs> And moves the hand of the line judge. <laughs> uh, this is hypothetical. Uh, hypothetical. This, but how would you handle this? I have. There's another one after this. But this is how Joe, would you this, handle that? Did this happen, Joe? No, 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 no. It's hypothetical. It sounds like it happened. Uh, it might. It may have happened. It may have <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> how would you handle? Yeah. And I'll tell you how it was handled. <laughs> I think if it. If it was, depends on the situation. Um, it depends on the situation. If it's like a friendly situation where mm. it was not, okay. Well, I mean, but my answer is if it was friendly and like adorable and like the line judges just maybe, you know, wasn't paying attention, maybe they were distracted by something or by like popcorn in the stands or something like that. And the coach is like, oh, I got it. Here you go. Ha, ha, ha. Then I'd be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks, coach. Can you please not ever do that again? It's really inappropriate. Don't touch another person or professionals. Um, he was screaming at. He was screaming at them all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something that would be not okay with me. I'm super protective of Injection. my crew. Like, do not mess with my crew. You're gone. Like, yeah. All right, that's what that's what happened to him. If I mess with one of your athletes, you're gonna come at me. That's your crew. This is my crew. Don't mess with my crew. Okay. So, so yeah. for that to happen, you can you don't need to be here anymore. Okay. Yeah, he got red carded. He he. Yeah. No, he got red carded. Another okay. another hypothetical situation that definitely did not happen. <laughs> you hand out a yellow card to a coach, and they they tell you don't be soft. Give me a red. Very. <laughs> oh. Another hype. <laughs> Another hypothetical situation. <laughs> you know, like those are those are fun ones. I love those situations. I do. It makes Give me. me I I think it's. I'm I'm a nerd. I'm a total nerd. I really believe for me, like roughing, officiating is just so transferable to life. Like, what if that happens in, in life? What if I'm at a bar and someone picks a fight and, and I'm just like a little like soft dismissive and they're like, no, like come at me. Like that's like everything's transferable for me. So like if that happens on a volleyball court, in my head. This may not be like what happens while I have a polo on. But in my head, I'm just like, you don't deserve the red, sir. Like, you can have the yellow. Like, you know, <laughs> you want to try and provoke right. me and you want to be in control and like, you want to dictate what cards come out of my pockets? No. Like, you can have the slap on my wrist and sit down. Like, no. But so this that's my personal thing. But everybody's okay. different. Some people that's like, such a good yeah. answer, too. <laughs> you know, but I just, it's it's a it comes to down to like a control issue. It sounds like everything's like sports psychology, right? So yeah. it's like he's trying to gain the upper hand. And my job as an official <clears throat> is to set the tone and facilitate the most hospitable environment possible. So what's gonna poke the bear in that situation and what's going to diffuse the situation so I regain control and then we can continue playing volleyball. Like, sir, sit down. <clears throat> I have a hypothetical. What? I have I have one more hypothetical too that definitely has not happened. 
<laughs> you go. Go, Joe. You know, you, yeah, yeah. All right, hypothetical. You're going to have a whole book of case studies from that. Hi- yeah. <laughs> hypothetical. Coach is on the side. He calls a timeout. They're not playing well. <laughs> His player sits on the bench, and the coach <laughs> roundhouse kicks him to the head. This actually happened, all right? I, I'm not I'm not making this up. This actually happened Wait, in the Serbian, kicks, Serbian league last year. No, no, no. Coach kicks his player in the head. How would, as a ref, do you have a responsibility? I do. I do. I have to create a safe environment for these athletes, right? Um, and it gets, it gets really tough when it comes to a coach-athlete interaction. I don't know what your guys' practices are like. I don't know what your team dynamics are like. Um, that's it's kind of on the edge of my jurisdiction. I had one situation, you know, intuition can only be based on a series of decisions that we've already made. So my intuition says, you know, outside of volleyball, oh my gosh, here's another human hurting another human. Can we stop that? What can I do to stop that? And I had a, a coach throw a ball at the back of a 15-year-old girl. And I, I caught him. him right there. I was like, tweet, tweet, captain, come here. This is for your coach. Like, we're not doing that. Coach is a foreigner, and she, you know, yells back at me. We've, we've, wrapped, we've been on each other's courts many, many times. And she's like, no, 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 we do it all the time at practice. I'm like, I don't care we do a practice. We're not doing it here. The club director came up and thanked me, addressed it, said, like, that's not going to be happening anymore. So it's a junior situation. Men's D1. Oh, gosh, that's this last year. A coach is provoking, intentionally provoking his athlete, and a lot of cuss words are happening, and this kid is ready to cry. This this man-child, D1 college athlete, is ready to cry from what the coach is saying, and it's very out of character for this coach to be that way. This is a very cerebral coach. So in between sets, comes his real lineup I'm done with. I'm giving that MFK coach. It's getting a little out of hand. Because I don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to like go up and say, hey, coach, don't say that to the athletes. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the underlying shit stuff. And so later on in a timeout, coach comes up and says, what's getting out of hand? Like them or me? Like, coach, you are. And my heart was racing. I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this going to tip the scales? Is he going to explode? Like, what kind of environment am I creating right now? I'm so conscientious of that. And he's like, oh. My bad. He needed to hear that. I'm like, okay, you don't need to justify your actions. So when it comes to a roundhouse kick to the head, I mean, that's like a career-ending situation. Like you're potentially concussing, whiplash, killing this other human. You got I mean, two matches. Not in Serbia. Back not on the Serbia, baby. Two matches later. <laughs> it's a different world over in Eastern Europe. I was going to say, you. like. I played in Serbia. I, I know Serbia. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh gosh, yeah. that's true. But you know, I would do my best to observe, I keep an eye, have a trainer available for the athlete. Like, I'm here to protect the athlete, maintain integrity. That's a tough one. I mean, my instinct says, you know, like call the police type of thing. Is there security <laughs> available? Shoot I want to have my options ready for what's next. Is this athlete fighting back? Is he taking it? Do the other athletes react to, to the coach doing that? Is this condoned? Is normal? Is it entertaining? Coach Jerry. <laughs> or was it deserved? Maybe he like did something really dumb. That maybe he like. Not We're a, the roundhouse kick each other. This is non mortal combat joke. People don't <laughs> No, it, nothing. Yeah, nothing that he does uh, that is never permissible. I'm joking. That was a joke. Not not permissible ever. 
<laughs> That's a really yeah, I, bad I, swing. He deserved that. <laughs> Renee. Renee, did you uh did you watch the Charlie Wade Al Knipe situation last Dude, year? Dude, I was literally about to ask that. Did you see did you see that situation with Charlie Wade and Al Knipe, the Hawaii coach and Long Beach coach going at each other? I did not. There was like a so I played Hawaii last year. Yes. And uh um and uh basically what happened is they got in each other's faces for about a fifteen minute delay, maybe even longer, because of the noise control and obviously there was no fans last year, so I don't know what the regulations were for the noise. What were the regulations for – now that we have you on, what are the regulations for, like, pumping crowd noise into a stadium? Was there any football <laughs> last it's year? It's so no? funny that that's happening in men's volleyball because, like, there's no oh, – At the sorry. stand? Are you kidding me? No, no, no. I just think it's funny that, like – The only thing I think of, like, pumping, pumping noise into a stadium is, like, maybe the NFL. <laughs> the stand, baby. Like, that's, yeah. such a, that's such a next-level play. We didn't really have any regulations as far as noise. There's there's no like certain decibel level that must be maintained. The only like facility jurisdiction we have, um, or that we get really made aware of, um, some dark gyms. A lot of photographers have big lights, big flashes around, and, and they'll go off. And so certain gyms are a little bit darker than ours. Like UCI um, is a little bit more dim so you can mm -hmm. see the flashes whereas poly is super bright so they kind of just don't need them um so that's kind of really the only facility thing we don't really have jurisdiction over facility we're, we're not facility right. managers volleyball officials so yeah. i was just curious because it, it got crazy like the athletic directors got called in was that uh, at Stantera? oh yeah have you oh, ref yeah. there I have not. No, I was actually just talking to Josh and Charlie about that um, when I was at Boys. Um, Gotta make that happen. Really Give me to Hawaii. Like fly me to Hawaii. Dream location. Um, it's gonna be soon. You know, TBD. There's a. There's that's a, a deeper conversation for sure. Yeah. It sounds like. Overseas, I feel like the, in general, the treatment of refs is probably like thousands Whoa. of times worse. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you you've seen that and maybe experienced it. Um, what's the worst situation you've had? That's like hard. in general, the worst I've ever been treated. It could it could be the worst thing someone said to you, or like the worst situation that you've been on the court and witnessed and been like, "Wow, that was really bad." Um, like anything. <laughs> Your best story. Or parents that you getting have. involved, something like just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, something, something like that. Love the parents. You know, parents are really only really a, an issue or make themselves an issue in lower level girls, from what I see. Like mm. club tournaments, you're in court 400, mm. zinc division, the popcorn bracket, and parents are fighting. And like, that's where we have to allocate security to. Whereas if you're on the like, top 10 courts, parents are like, oh, where's your brother? Where's your kid going? Oh, it's cool. See you out there. Like, it's, it's more civil. Um, you know, we're not quite tennis civil, but volleyball is a pretty darn intellectual civil sport. Fair enough. Uh, we do cheer at other people's failures, like, necessarily we're cheering. And we celebrate failures, which is, you know, as I think just a sports thing. And, yeah, weird things. I, when I was, young coming up there was a i was a junior college men's match there's a fight that broke out 
That was scary. That was scary for me. I had never been in that environment. Between players, between fans, or what? Between players. It was like, a, you know, pre-COVID. Sounds so weird to address the timeline. Pre-COVID, you know, tweet, good game, good luck, good luck, good luck. Tweet, good game, good game, good game. So it was the good game, and there was punches thrown, and people, like, chasing, and jerseys ripping, and... Oh, snap. And at that point, what are your what is your job? Because, like, you're, you can't Get give out. car, like, it's not... Really you can um, you can't give a card then it's it's once we're here it's end of jurisdiction. Um, I oh my gosh so I, I guess I just block out bad experiences. I had a high school match. I went back to high school. I took like ten years off and went back. It's like I miss it. It's so nice. It's so great. So I was having a high school match this last year, and a parent approached me post match a CRF playoff match. A parent approached me and was just informing me quite enthusiastically of how terrible I was. And, you know, he just like respectfully got my attention initially. And then he's just like, you're terrible. And da, 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 da. and I was just like, I just walked, I just walked. I didn't, I just, I ghosted him. I walked across, I asked the high school coach, who is a very respected former Olympian, high level, high level person. I was like, hey, can I have a security escort to my car? Like there's this man, you know, approaching like really assaulting me. This, this coach is like, yes, absolutely. I'm so sorry. Who is it? Let's figure it out. So that happened. And then, so I was surrounded by my crew, which I was the only female. It's very common for me to be the only female. There's not a whole lot of female rest. And so I have my crew, plus I have her two like assistants walking me out. And then I have some other guy, like, while, while this cover is like walking out, saying, like, ref, ref, ref. And I'm just like, focus. Like, I just, just get me, just get me home. And I, I'm thinking this guy's like trying to attack me. Um, I don't know, I'm staying focused. I don't know what to expect. And there's like letting me know, like, hey, this guy who was who I ghosted, he's outside the door waiting for you. And I'm like, thank you. So I mean, stuff like that will happen. Um, that was a high school match. I knew how to handle it. Like, request a security get security escort. Like, super normal for me. That's super normal. But what if that happened to a junior official who? Hadn't had some D1 matches, we have security escorts. That's normal. It is like as soon as we get off the court, we have like a CSC jacket, walk us to our locker room, wait for us to change and debrief, walk us out to our car. Like it's very like security. Get in, get out, be safe. So it concerns me that if that would have happened to a younger, more inexperienced official, they would have been done. They would have been crying in their car and not knowing how to handle that. So I don't know where that long rant came from weird experiences fighting yeah. the dumb stuff yeah that stuff's that stuff's always good for people to know though because you hear those types of stories you're like oh like those aren't true but then you go to club events you're like all right the like i know exactly the type of person you're talking about who's like no, you walk yeah. around club events you're like, they right, stick you, out you it's they stick out know. real real easily you could guess like oh i think this guy's had <laughs> crazy a few parents instances. that's one thing the, my parents at the club, they always talk about, like, being very respectful to the rest of the parents. Like, my dad, if there's ever – he's the only one ever that's allowed to <laughs> – He's a hypocrite. He lets everyone else – like, they go Nobody the said – he's over here just – So, yeah, he yells at me, like, yells someone, and oh, then he'll, he'll just yell, the, yell the ref after. Anybody who goes after the refs, he'll be pissed. But only he's allowed to get – hypocritical. But I have to ask because I know I we don't want to take too much more of your time – um, it's been really great. I had to ask because we spoke a little bit this past summer 
Um, I want to talk about like your mission in terms of like helping future refs. I know that that was something that you really were passionate about um, and just something that you'd like to see for future refs and maybe more a program uh, specific to that or just your idea of like ways to improve, um, continuing to improve like the level of officiating and also getting people involved in that. Thank you so much. Um, yes, super, I don't say heavy on my heart, but super something I'm really passionate about is just inviting other people to come officiate. I, uh, it, it became a really tough situation when in club, the coach was mandatory to R2 when it was the reviving assignment. Because then, now no child has had the opportunity to blow a whistle, to check a lineup, to facilitate a tough substitution, um, to call a net on somebody they're playing against. Like, that's just roughing. That's just keeping things fair and staying involved and learning more. You, like, you know the rules. You have to know the rules a little bit. And so I'm super happy PVL is allowing age 15 and over the athletes to rep. I think that's great. And I have had the opportunity to have some incredible conversations with the powers at the um, at USA Volleyball, UVO, and other jurisdictions. And I am starting an ODP, an officials development program, and we're figuring out certification and, and what we get. Because you can't just be like, oh, I went to a women's rough school. <laughs> that doesn't do anything. I mean, I can like teach you how to like, be a better ref, and like there are so many other people. So figuring out how to do that. So last year we we had a busy, busy weekend and we needed more officials. And so we did this like quick little clinic like two hours, like an hour in classroom, like learn how to toss a coin, how to talk to your line judges, time management, it's so important. If you spend one minute doing something that ends up being 15 minutes, 20 minutes throughout the day, that's a whole step behind, like that's, a, that's significant. So just time management and mechanics, like how do you do that when you blow your whistle, stuff like that. And so we, we did that, we certified 11 new officials and they're all under the age of 20 and that was so cool. So we need, we need more young people. I've been doing this for 14 years. And even this past weekend, I was the youngest person in the building of the highest authority. And that needs to change. I mean, in the next 10 years, give or take, look at the cadre, it's, it's older. We're an older cadre. We are going to have such a change and such a transfer and such a retirement death. I mean, there's going to be people who just aren't going to be around anymore. And Diamond Day, love the guy. I mean, is he could still going to be wrecking in 10 years? Maybe. He's invincible. There's, there's such a huge cadre. We need younger people. So my heart is just to invite people. Because most athletes, you're all included. I'd love to invite you guys to come rap, teach you guys how to toss a coin. It'd be great. And well, it I toss the best coin. making process. I would love for you guys to I would back. love to be able to give the finger wag. Yeah. <laughs> right back. Because it's yeah. so dehumanizing, like you said, if you're not the captain. Because you literally, like, it's the worst. You go over there and they're just like, I'm not talking to you. Not talking. It's like, like I just have, like, like I have like, such an honest question. And it's like, I just want to know so bad. And like, no, please. No, no. You're not, oh, are you the captain? Talk no. Okay, don't talk to me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the challenge that I'm, I'm facing is how to make repping cool, um, or maybe just admit that repping's not cool and it's okay to not be cool. I that's the, the what I had to accept. Like I'm not cool. Like, Which makes it cool. One hundred percent does, Gage. One hundred percent does. Okay. 
Yeah, so just like, it's okay to not be cool. It's okay to not be 100% liked all the time. And it's okay to learn and grow through a sport in a different trajectory. Like you don't have to coach club. You can totally do that. But like, let's look at the difference. If I were to have retired as an athlete and become a, a club coach or a college coach and pursue the coaching route, I have practice plans. I have athletes. I have drills. I have coaches to you know delegate to. I have training time. If Susie misses anything i have to figure out her arms and fix it referee every day's game day no playing time none of those things i have my outfit picked out uniform every time right i always win i debrief i'm done i go home i don't have to think about how i'm how i'm you know fixing my children every day's game day and we get paid more than coaches That's so true. and we're independent contractors so like think of college weekend job i'm spending my saturday and sunday roughing I'm making as much money as my friend who's working retail 20 hours a week. Retail worker has a schedule presented and says, you have to show up at this time. I say, I will work or I will not work. I'm not available. I own my own business. Every independent contract is their own business owner. Everything's a write-off, your laptop, your phone, your mileage. Like you get to travel, you get hotels paid for, like you get to go all around the country and then you get there all around the world to go appreciate the sport you love and hang out with you awesome people. And then as soon as the game's over, it's over. Go out to dinner. Don't worry about like figuring out the next game. Like it's it's amazing. It's the best, in my opinion. It's the best way to stay. It's an incredible way. I don't want to say best because there are other bests for anybody else. For me, it's the best. I think it's an incredible way to stay involved in the sport that you love and get compensated for it. And you learn, you grow so much. That's a sell and a half right there. I, I was thinking you just said halfway through cool. that speech, I was like, I was... oh, I probably need to look into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, you, you well, Renee, you may have just, well, said it was uncool, but you just sold us on how sick of a gig that is, or refing is. Um, first off, we want to thank you we'll, so much. We'll for brainstorm well, ideas on yeah, yeah. how to Enjoy make refing even cooler. We're going we're gonna to come up with some brilliant ideas. Or and just let's embrace the uncool. It's not cool to rough, and there are so hit. many uncool people that need a home. I think volleyball finds homes for people. It's a very inclusive community. Like I think the only rule to like not be welcomed in the volleyball community is like don't be an asshole. Like everybody's welcome. Don't be an asshole, and you're in. That's a good point. That is a good point. All walks of life true. is very welcome in the volleyball community. Unless you're an asshole, then you don't fit anywhere. Be a nice person. Moral of the story. And refing is a sick gig, if you ask anyone, uh, especially Renee here. Climbing to the ranks. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. We just want to thank you so much. And again, it's good to see your face. I'm glad everything is going well. And I uh, wish you all the best of luck, Renee. Thank you so much. Thanks, Renee. Ciao, thank ciao. you. You can, you can handle the heat. Yeah. You can, you can handle the heat. The wonderful. Renee, Renee the ref. Act that I should, dang, I should have called her Renee the ref. Well, let's get one thing straight. She is a bright and phenomenal personality, but she's a no nonsense ref. I'll tell you that she does not take crap from anyone. That that's one thing I remember. Like she'll be like she'll get like the finger wag, like Mike was talking about. That is consistent, but in a good way, not in an overpowering way. She she she's by far the best ref I've I've uh, worked with, and I've been working. Well, I wouldn't say with her, but she's been working our games since I was like twelve or thirteen, and I was. And her whole her. mission for with referees is awesome. The whole thing Respect. is really that awesome. Is. I spoke to her a lot about this summer. The one thing I must say though, <laughs> as she was talking about it, if she has to go in there and teach somebody how to like, if you can't flip a coin, I feel like 
That's like, <laughs> imagine a ro- you walk into the no, but that makes sense. Like, because I would be like, how do I choose who gets to choose heads or tails? True. Or like but some I'm just things saying, about like, it. Where imagine like, you walk up and the guy just can't flip a coin. It's <laughs> like, can you flip ooh. it for me? There's there are like there, that. You there talk, are they toss those, it up. They yeah, toss there it are up. a few of those refs that have a hard time flipping the coin, and they have they have their solutions. And some of them are okay. just bad. But it, as long as you flip, it rotates once. I know you're not cheating, bro. Dude, I, I would if I was a ref, I'd mess around so much. I'd chuck that thing up so damn high, <laughs> dude. Imagine you're like the Super Bowl ref, and you're in the I'm middle. Get that thing like, in the air, bro. Watch this. Like I'm gonna. Because if you if you were to get like into a, the air. if you got a huge flip, you'd make it on every social media platform ever. You'd be a meme. About to go like, viral, there, boys. You'd, I'm gonna chuck go the thing in the so end zone. Like a, a fifty foot coin toss you can kill somebody. That coin is massive. It is thick. That coin is huge. That coin is big. And they, hurt it, don't they usually have like a special like oh this is the special side yeah. and then this special yeah both teams usually helmets on each side or teams Whoa. helmet on one side and the other is like the NFL logo or something you guys talking about something big and massive let's get into Manscaped here you have a big shout out to Manscaped um, whether it's big or massive or not so massive it's okay we can all Manscaped use the promo code Joey hit him with the promo code Bullyballs for 20% off, get 20% off and free shipping with the code volleyballs at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code volleyballs, <laughs> all cap. It's new year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. And also, for any below the belt activity, make sure you get nice and electrolyted because you're going to need it. You know, I mean, it, 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 it depends how many, well, I'm not going to get too into it here, but it depends how many times you want to go. You got to get ready with Dr. Price Electrolytes. Uh, use a promo code Aspen Twenty for twenty percent off, especially for any below the belt activity. Doctor P's and V's baby. Doctor P's V's for your. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they are. Gage, you kill it on the ad reads, by the way. This is the Dude. flow. Your the flow that you have going. I, you you think so? It, so? You like it? Yeah, it's I good. Like that. It's good. Below the belt, baby. I love. I love saying that. Any you below are the, the belt man for activity. the job. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> It's just a perfect. It's just electrolytes and manscaping. You know what I'm saying? I just feel it. Just comes out naturally. Um, but anyway, boys, we'll learn, we got. We, it's good we get everyone's perspective on. We have. We got coaches. Is there any? Is there anyone we need to get? We got parents. We got coaches. Athletic we got players. Trainer. Athletic trainer. Trainers. Trainers. Oh, nutritionists. <laughs> nutritionists. Weight coach. Psychologists. Damn. Hey, if you're honestly, any of those, what would be fun too is like a general manager would be sick or like. A club president that is putting together teams. I would love to see, like, who do you start with? Like, what's the most important player? Who are you paying the most? What is the normal salary for this league? Or having somebody on with these really Do cool we know anyone like that? Do you guys take I mean, the agents. <laughs> Ask the Lubate. <laughs> Lubate. <laughs> Can guys try out for your team? Where's the yeah, tryouts? An agent, an agent, too. We need, to get, we need to get an agent on. Maybe we could get Kat Ferran. Yeah. We have a lot of perspectives to cover, actually. It's true. Yeah, but I'm that's glad a, we checked this one off the list. It, I didn't realize how many questions and like how passionate I was about some of these things. Yeah, because well, you guys, the, you guys are the setters, so you have the most, and usually the captain, so you have the most contact, most frustration with the ref. Coming from Libero's perspective, that's I so leaked. true. Yeah, Libero's, it's like. I'm just like, all right, man, whatever, man. Okay. Rarely going to call you on lifts and doubles. Whatever, bro. They call him on a lift. Whatever, yeah. bro. <laughs> whatever, man. I didn't even want that point. I wanted <laughs> to lift that ball. <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for hopping on the pod. Thanks, Renee, for hopping on the pod. Just remember, if you can't handle the heat, you got the damn kitchen. That's been another episode presented by Adam System.